0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.
1: Hey there. All Latino is taking a break from making new shows for a bit while we regroup for the upcoming year. But that doesn't mean that we'll leave you without some great content from All Latino's Extensive inventory of interviews. We'll be taking a deep dive into our archive and pulling out some of our favorite coverage throughout the years. Enjoy.
2: You have to have you know a sense of humor, have fun with it. Because if you're you're so serious, nobody's gonna pay attention anyway. They're gonna be like, oh god, another one of these chicks all aggro, so
3: attitude fight and humor. That's what the punk genre is all about. Punk has provided space for a litany of outsiders to speak their truth loudly and unapologetically. But throughout the genre's history, Latinas have not been paid their due. From NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras, and we're back with an Alt Latino archive deep dive. And in honor of Women's History Month, we're transporting you back in time. And highlighting a group of trailblazing Latina punk rockers about their experiences carving out a path in punk music. FEA is an all woman punk group from San Antonio. And back in 2016, my former co host Jasmine guards interviewed FEA about the places where punk, feminism, and Latinidad meet. And the members of FEA knew a thing or two about that because two of the three members of FEA had been in a group called Girl in a Coma which had some fierce punk attitude. Fea is one of those bands that I have been able to watch develop over the years because I met the two principal members, drummer Fani Diaz and bassist Jen Alva, when they were young women in their 20s playing behind Fani's sister Nina Diaz, who played guitar and sang in Girl in a Coma. Numerous conversations over the years and a lot of great music has filled in the gaps of my knowledge and appreciation of punk. And the more I learn, the more I appreciate the wisdom and passion of the band Fea. Hear for yourself in this interview from 2016.
4: I'm Fani. I play drums in Fea. And I'm Alva and I play bass guitar. Hi, I'm
0: Lori Barbero, and I produced three of Fea's songs last year.
1: Tell me a little bit about this song that we're listening to.
4: That song, it's called Feminazi, and it's actually about not being that we're feminist, but we're not like, anti-everything you know anti-men and through this and that we're proud of who we are but we just want equality and to meet in the middle yeah it really is
2: such a simple song and it has I guess to some people such an abrasive you know title and and we've we've had people like not even give the song a listen to and they're like oh my god give me a break
4: More Feminazis, no! (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) And it's such a simple, cute song, and it's just saying, hey, let's just have equality. That's it.
1: One of the things about the band is it's actually really fun. It does have, like, this message and this fight to it, but you guys are just having a really good time as well, right? Right. Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, and and that's what you have to do. I mean, you have to have, you know, a sense of humor, have fun with it, because if you're you're so serious, nobody's going to pay attention anyway. They're going to be like, oh, God, another one of these chicks all aggro, (laughs) so.
1: (laughs) Talk to me about how you chose the name Fea. That name Fea in Spanish meaning ugly.
4: This is Fani. We picked Fea because it's mainly based on our experience being in an all-female band. Uh, Jen and I come from another band called Girl in a Coma, and, I mean, we just got a lot being all-female. We got judged on how we looked, how we dressed, our weight, and just based on that experience, you know, it's a lot to handle, but you kind of just get past it and learn to just love yourself and be yourself. And we wanted to take the term Fea and make it into something positive. So it's like, so what, you know, Fea, it is who it, it is. what it is. We're going to wear what we want to wear. We're going to look how we want to look, and you can be a Fea, too. <laughs> I mean, I mean
1: it, and I think some people would be like, really, in in... in rock in the world of rock or punk rock that those attitudes some people might be surprised by that
4: no it's it it definitely still exists and and i don't know what it's going to take for women in the music industry to just be treated the same mm-hmm. instead of being oh you know like if you want to sell records you have to look like this and you have to wear this and it's it's silly
1: one of my favorite songs off of the, the FEA album is No Hablo Español, I Don't Speak Spanish. And mm-hmm. I, I love that song. I... Talk to me about what this song is about, No Hablo Español.
4: This is funny. Um, so this song we wrote based on the way that we grew up and the stories that I would hear my mom tell me. My grandparents came from Monterrey, Mexico, and when they got here, they told... My mom, when she would go to school, that it was better if she spoke English, so that she can get further, and she wouldn't get judged for being Mexican, basically. And um, so, when I grew up, my I didn't really know Spanish too well. I've kind of just kind of Tex Mexed it based on my grandmother speaking Spanish, but my mom talking to me in English. That's so a I, good we verb, noticed that,
1: by the way, Tex Mex. Tex Mex. I Tex Mexed it.
4: It's totally everywhere in San Antonio or in Texas in general, and. Now that I'm older, I want to embrace my culture, and and it kind of sucks to not be able to be fluent in Spanish. But I think a lot of our generation, my generation in particular, aren't really fluent in Spanish because they were all kind of raised the same way, where it's like you don't want to speak Spanish in schools back then because you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to get any further. So we wrote this song about, no, it shouldn't be like that either. Yeah, it's just a form of intelligence knowing another
2: language. It's so weird. that not it? yeah. That our grandparents and parents thought that. But yeah, I there's mean, you just have tons of things. Like us. in
1: Europe, people know three, four languages and it's all good.
3: Right. You know?
4: But for some reason it's you're gonna be held back if you speak Spanish. So we we talked about that in the song about no, you should be proud of where you come from and you should be proud of your culture and there is no shame in speaking Spanish. Right. This
2: is Jen. Uh this is Fani's debut um writing a song, right?
4: Yeah, this is my first time um, sitting down and actually writing a whole song. I wrote did, the guitar parts and then the lyrics. Did and your
1: grandparents or our parents hear this song?
4: They did. I showed it to my mom and she's like, that's pretty much what, how it is. you know." Like, and she thought it was great that I wrote the lyrics about that and, and, and trying to show kids now, like, don't be afraid to speak Spanish or, or embrace your culture in general. There's nothing wrong with it and it shouldn't hold you back. You should be proud of who you are.
1: So I wanted to ask all of you, what did you listen to as kids? I mean, what were your parents listening to? What was, in, was it Mexican music, Tex-Mex?
4: Yes, for me, um, this is funny. Uh, I grew up listening to definitely Tex-Mex. It was Pedro Infante, um, Richie Valens, but then my mom listened to a lot of oldies too. Like She loved the Beatles, and, and it was just a mix of everything. So I grew up surrounded with just a melting pot of music.
2: This is Jen. Um, Yeah, you know, living in San Antonio, there's Spanish music everywhere you go. Um, My parents were into traditional Mexican music. Also, like, from Freddie Fender to Patsy Cline, Um, oldies were a big, big uh, part in the household.
1: Hmm. isn't that I, th- I think there's something like, kind of beautiful, you know, like okay, language was forbidden, but music was able to <laughs> remain no
4: totally
2: to- that's exactly what was going down M- well music music is universal I mean because we, we go we play feA you know shows in the north, and people are really digging the energy and. They don't know what we're saying. I mean, I, I only know a little bit what we're saying, too, just plain. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just a universal thing. And if, you, if you're just, show your, you know, your, your heart's on your sleeve and you're playing, you know, people feel that.
1: I don't know why I assume this, like that his name was Richie Valens, but it's Richie Valenzuela. Right. Correct. So, I mean, and I think that's something that happened a lot back then, going back to this point of, you know, like Rita Hayworth had to change her whole thing, you know, like her appearance and her, Mm -hmm. her name, like there's all the, like Martin Sheen, like Charlie Sheen is actually Carlos Estevez, you know?
2: And that sounds so much better to me. I know, know? right? It sounds very pretty. (laughs) This is Jen. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that documentary on Rodriguez. Um, It's so good. And... He didn't want to change his name. He just stuck to his, his guns and, and, and nothing happened at that time frame. But, you know, he got secretly famous in, what was it? Africa. Yeah, South Africa. South Africa. And I thought that was interesting that he didn't want to change his name. No, no, no. I'm
4: Rodriguez.
1: Yeah. I guess in this country, sometimes being yourself is the most punk rock thing you can do.
4: Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I remember... The first time I heard punk music and how floored I was and that I was like, I have to find out what that is. I have to find out immediately. Do you remember the first time you heard punk music? Where were you and what was happening?
4: Honestly, like the first time, this is funny, that I heard such raw punk music to me, and this is where Lori comes in, is when Jen and I <laughs> went to go see um, Babes in Toyland in 1994 or yeah, 5. Yeah, it was 94. at at a here in San Antonio at sunken gardens um we originally went to see well they were opening for the melvins and white zombie and we were going to go see the melvins and white zombies but we had saw a babes in Toyland video and when we walked in and they came out and it was just immediate like just raw yeah punk music jen and i looked at each other we're like we need to start a band yeah (laughs) this is jen
2: it's just it's such a it's such a crazy thing how things work out uh yeah, you know, we they only played like six songs, like Babes in Twilight only played six songs. They were just so empowering on stage. And I, I felt like Fonnie and I didn't move. We just watched, you know. And what happened was, was there was a girl on some guy's shoulders in the crowd, and some other guy was trying to grope her. And Kat had seen that, and she was like, hey, we don't cut that out. We're going to jet. So he didn't, and they only played six songs walked off stage but that was enough that's like what we've always talked about was that moment of seeing that set and knowing that well we can do it too like let's
3: mm-hmm.
2: let's start a band you know and and, and it's always started with that show and, you know fine wow. i've been best friends for years so we've seen lots of bands but man that show and and then years later lori's producing a song a uh, couple songs for us
1: lori i actually i have to tell you that i'm a huge Babes in Toyland fan. I, uh, growing up in Latin America, I think I listened to the band every single day on the oh, bus ride to school. Thank you. Like for all of high school. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, I,
0: I wanted to say that I have my eyes are welled up. It's thank you for sharing that story. Oh. I didn't really know that whole thing, and it, it moves me because um, just women anywhere when we go to shows, just to do anything to move anyone, to the littlest. In any positive way, is if I've done that just for one person in our, my career and in thirty years now, it would be worth it for me to. It's just worth it to me I, if it was just one person because that's hmm. means a lot. And so, but thank you,
4: <laughs>
1: Laurie. Thank talk you. to me about what. What What did you want to do differently for in producing these three songs for Fea, than with Babes in Thailand? Well, I have to say that I started
0: out with not really being familiar with them or their music. I got some stuff because I was asked to do it, and so I said, well, send me some stuff, but they said it was really raw, and I just thought it was fantastic and great, and I'm like, this is going to be so great, and I'd never really produced before. I mean, I listened to us in the studio, you know, when babes were recording and that has been many years. And I hadn't really done it before, but people have told me, Oh, you need to do like some you need to produce because you have such a good ear, you know what what things look sound like, and I love so many different types of music and I just kinda have ideas what how things should sound. Um for some reason and you know, I just, or how I want it, or just how many people would want it, just kind of how what to bring up, what not to bring up, and I think it's just from my own experience because there's, I, I never listen to babes in the toilet but sometimes when i'm out in public i hear it and it makes me uncomfortable but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's a true story i've never watched a video i've never read a book i've never listened to our records i'm super weird i, th- um, I think
1: that's pretty common for like <laughs> actors and... i'm
0: like it's done there's nothing i can do about it but um but you know just from <laughs> hearing something i'll go oh my god you know if if i did that over again it would be like this so i just kind of I don't know. I just kind of have an idea. And I mean, Fea is so powerful and they have so much musically and um, lyrically and visually that you just have to put it all as much as you can in one song. Even if you can't, you don't even know what they look like and you hear the song, you can kind of visualize what you think they would be because their music is so powerful and Amazing and energetic that you like a live show, there's nothing like it, and you just try and can that up in a song on vinyl. Wow! So that's what Jacques and I try, you know. Jacques was our engineer, and you know, but both of us, I mean, we'd sit there while they're, and I'd go, Man like stuck like you i still till today go i wish i could write a song that great it's <laughs> i mean i love them all but you know there's some where you just it's it and so it was one of the greatest things and i just love it
3: you're listening to all latino and this week we're jumping back in time to celebrate women's history month by revisiting an interview we did back in 2016 with the latina punk band fea here's more of that interview
1: I have to say that all morning long I was listening to Demolición by Los Psychos, which is yes. so good. Tell me about why you brought this song.
4: This is funny. Um I brought that song because that's another song that's a song that fea covers. We usually close out with that song and it's so fun and that band is so great. That album is just oh, ridiculous.
2: So, so we're talking about a band from like what like mid late sixties that that are way ahead of their time and you know, Fannie knows a lot about music, and I wanted to surprise her uh, <laughs> on her birthday like with something that she's never heard before. I came across a, like a small, I guess, a trailer of a documentary about Los Psychos and I was like, wow, this is great, and she doesn't have it. She's going to freak. So we played the record. The first song is Demolition, and we were like, wow, we need to cover this yeah, song. It's I so immediately
4: good. was like, we should do one of these songs, and we learned... Aaron, our guitar player, is really, really good and learns stuff very fast. So he learned the song quickly, and we put it together. And now it's our closer on the roads, and it's just fun. It pumps everybody up, and it's a great to close. It's a great song to close with. It's a
2: great song to slap people's face with and say bye.
1: <laughs> what a birthday! <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I love it, and like the vocal style is. You're right. It's so ahead of its time. It's not even mm-hmm. within that framework Um, but they're amazing this is Los Psychos uh, Demolicion straight out of Peru in which, especially in, in Latin America, there's, like, very uh, derivative bands, right, that are, like, kind of going after the Beatles sound... Right. Um, ...and love songs. And then for these guys to be doing, like... I'd like to demolish train stations. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's just awesome, you know? Um, totally. Yeah, I love that band. Thanks for bringing that in. And, and you are playing in fair with a legend that is alice bagg um Correct. and she wasn't able to make it because of a, a time conflict today she's doing um a summer camp for girls right is it the girls rock summer camp
4: yes i believe that's that's what she's doing out in in la right but now. you
1: did bring a song by alice Bag and Actually, you know, if just in case the listener does not know who Alice Bag is, why she's such an icon, why don't you, you know, tell us a little bit about Alice Bag?
4: Well, this is funny. Alice Bag came out when punk was coming out. I mean, during the, the 70s and I mean, she rubbed arms with Sid Vicious. She played with X and she was one of the first Latinas in punk who was out there and um, she's a pioneer. For sure, she was proud of who she was and, and who she is, and you know, just watching her presence and her stage presence on, on stage then is just so amazing. And I think that's a big influence on Letty, on Letty's stage presence. And seeing Alice throw herself around. Letty, your lead singer. Letty, our lead singer, Correct. for Fea. Yeah, and she's just amazing. She's there's so much you can say about her. And when I, you first
1: just, when you first meet her and she comes to play with you, are you just totally nervous and like, oh, I actually, I can't move right now.
4: <laughs> well, we first met her, um, she came to a Girl Nakoma gig. We didn't know that, that she was a fan and she showed up and it was just amazing to meet her. And She's so sweet. And we just stayed friends for a couple of years. And then we thought of her when we were making the FAIL record of having her come on to produce three songs. And she was a great producer. And we would constantly tell her, you know, like, oh, you're, you're awesome. You're great. And. Because of that, she went and made a record, and then went and contacted us and told us, "You guys inspired me to want to make my own record because you kept telling me how good I was doing, and it's kind of like, "Oh well, if I can do this for you guys, then I want to, I want to make my own record." And we were like, "What? That's amazing pretty crazy that yeah
1: that you inspired her
4: Yeah, it's just I don't know. Faye's been a crazy trip.
1: You also brought in Gloria Trevi, which I was, uh, <laughs> you know, very um, interested in, in that choice. Uh, you brought in uh, Pelo Suelto. Uh, I, let's listen to the song first and then sure. talk about Gloria. Because this is a second time in a week that someone plays this song for me.
0: A mí me gusta andar de pelo suelto, me gusta Todo lo que sea misterio, me gusta ir siempre en contra del viento Si dicen blanco yo les digo negro A mí me gusta andar de pelo suelto, aunque me vean siempre con enredos Me gusta todo lo que sea sincero, yo soy real y no tengo reverso
1: She's such a controversial figure, in <clears throat> at least in Latin America. You know, mm-hmm. um, like a lot of people adore her. She's a totally like an LGBT icon, and right. then there's people who just despise her because of right, right. you know they associate her with like kind of like a a pre-produced Televisa product, and she was involved with a really shady guy who was in a right. p- prostitution ring. Um, I don't I met her recently and she was like the sweetest person I have ever met. I was just, <laughs> She's was, so pretty. Oh my God. I was she's like, I, I'm a monster. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. She's, yeah, she's great. Um, this is Jen. We got introduced to Gloria from Letty, our singer, huge inspiration on her growing up, you know, and she's explained so much to Fanny and I, because I think we were semi familiar, but, but not enough. And, uh, so yeah, this is like Letty's hero, you know, and um <laughs> and we get it because I mean we have it's 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 a pop star that's like that has these punk attributes like yes. uh, you know, Cindy Lauper, you know, in in the States. Um and once like, you know, Letty, you know, showed us music, we're like, this is awesome, let's cover this song. It did a lot for Faya actually covering the song because, you know, I mean, funny and I are we're we're old ladies now, we're veterans and You know, we know what to do on stage. We've played Mm -hmm. tons of shows. You know, Letty and Aaron, our new members, not so much. And we would tell Letty, you know, loosen up on stage. You know, this is... Don't care what what people think, you know. This is your show. They wish they were up there. And let loose.
1: And Um, pelo suelto, by the way, means, for listeners who don't know, uh, loose hair. Right. Exactly.
2: And um, once we started covering the song, I mean, Letty just became, you know, Gloria almost. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there was no problems after that. It really just opened up doors for her to be herself on stage with Faya music. And and that was it. Funny, I never had to say let the, hey, you know, get into it. it that yeah. was it.
4: Done. She was really nervous. You know, this is her first, her first band that she's taking on seriously and going on. We took her on her first tours and everything. And everything's just new to her and happening so fast. And we with Blackheart Records and, you know, she's in studios and she's working with people that she adores like Lori, Laura Jane, Alice, like, and it's just all a lot. So this particular song helped her just let her hair loose. <laughs> well,
2: I think
1: that's a really, that's a really like, interesting thing you just said about rock and roll and to me, especially punk music and the female body. Like mm-hmm. for me, uh, I mean, so I grew up being a gymnast and a dancer and at a certain point like when I hit 15 and developed into una señorita I couldn't (laughs) do it anymore like I was told like you can't do this anymore and it felt like I was really trapped in my body and that's when I discovered punk and babes in Toyland and all these bands and I found a way to move that was equally liberating and maybe a lot more aggressive too and a lot more frenetic through punk music and rock music Right. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like with with this song in particular. I mean, letting we've we've sat down with Letty and and talked about you know because she's learning about how to have stage presence and how to be up there, and I think that she's just learned to embrace because we talk about it. We're 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 always about like being yourself and being proud of who you are and being proud of your body. And I think now she's fully embraced that. And that's what punk music is all about. It's just being you, no matter what you look like, no matter what you do. And if you show your freedom up on stage, you're going to inspire other people. Like, it isn't that's me on stage. (sighs) Look at how she's moving. Look at her body. Look at – and it's amazing and it's inspiring. And, you know, just to be able to do that for other people, it's it's important. And then
2: you you can't have people say, that's not punk, because there's no rules in punk. And once you start putting rules in punk – Then you're not punk.
4: Yeah, if somebody (laughs) says, that's not punk rock, you can't say that. I mean, you are who you are, and you can do what you want to do. There's no... That phrase shouldn't even exist. You are are who you are, and that's already punk.
1: What does punk mean for Latinas in particular? Well, like we
2: said, like, you know, freedom to be yourself, definitely. I mean, I think it's, you know, it comes from just being maybe even a misfit in in society. And music, of course, and, you know, punk music... Fashion too, but more so music
4: and, and attitude. I think that's. It's just embracing who you are and then showing it off, taking it all in. And once you're comfortable with yourself and you show people you're comfortable with yourself, that's where it, it comes in, where you're inspiring people and you're. Yeah, because
2: you're out of the box, you know, you're not dressing like everybody else and, you know.
3: That was from the 2016 Out Latino episode called There Are No Rules, Fea Talks Latina Punk. And as you can hear from that interview, punk is a lot more than a spiked mohawk in a style of dressing. It's really more like a way of life, pushing at boundaries and claiming a place for yourself in a world that can be alienating. It's full of passion and it's loud. Like this. This is called No Hablo Español. That's it for this week's episode of Alt-Latino. Thanks to our archive series producer, Kat Sposato. And thanks to all of you who continue to download, subscribe, or tune in to Alt-Latino every week. Your support of what we do here at Alt-Latino inspires us to do more cool stuff like what you just heard. This has been Alt-Latino from NPR Music. I'm Felix Contreras. Be safe out there, people. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas, and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media?